0: Welcome to Zikodafsi Mani Member by Abram Goldar, and today we're Zekusubis, Dafkuf of the end of the eleventh paracamanizon, and the beginning of the twelfth paragraph a noise This is going to be an abbreviated shear. The program has been generously sponsored as a schus for So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the mission on the bottom, Daf Kuf, Am stated: A me'enis hashnia Islandis, a minor who refuses her husband, a secondary erba and an aylanis, einu ksuba peros are not entitled to a ksuba payment, nor to the benefit that comes to her in exchange for her peros, referring to the husband paying ransom for her, nor to support, nor to worn-out clothing. Rav Khuna said to Rav you told us in the name of Shmuel, that the Rabban did not teach this ruling about worn-out clothes except regarding Ixmalug. But in the case of Nechzeh Sombarzo, she is entitled to them. Rapapa asked regarding which of the three women do Rav state his ruling. After explaining why it cannot apply to either the Me'enas or to the Aylanese, Rapapa said it applied to the Shni'a and with regard to clothing that is not in existence at the time of the divorce. Since it was an illicit marriage, the Rabban find her by denying her that which she should have be been able to claim from his property, referring to compensation for the Mulog property, and they find him by requiring him to pay for what he should have be been able to keep from her property, referring to compensation for the on Sombarsal clothing. Point of it to the Mishnah had stated, They are not entitled to a Ksuba payment. Shmuel said, lo shtanu el tosefis The rabbin taught this only with regard to the manu or the 200 zuz that are the basic here for the ksuba, but the tosefis ksuba, these women are entitled to it. Rashi explains that the tosefis ksuba is matanaba alma yahiv a voluntary gift that he gives her an anticipation of having intimate relations with her. Since it's a separate gift, the women are entitled to it even though they lose their ksuba. And pointing with through the opening mission of the 12th parak states, <speaking in Hebrew> If one marries a woman and she stipulates with him that he will feed her daughter from a previous marriage for five years, he's is to feed her for five years. If he divorces the woman after she marries another man and makes the same stipulation with him, the first husband is still chayev to feed the girl for five years. The first woman may not say, <speaking in Hebrew> When she comes to me, I'll feed her. Rashi explains that he cannot say that he only agreed to feed her as long as he is married to her mother. The Mishnah continues. El Rather, he must bring the food to the place where her mother lives. And similarly, the two husbands may not say, Behold, we two will feed her as one, meaning that they will divide the cost of the food between them. Rather, one will feed her and the other one gives her money equal to the food he owes her. They must both supply full support. After detailing what happens when the daughter marries or when both stepfathers die, the mission concludes, HaPichim me, the clever ones, would write the following, We marry on the condition that I feed your daughter for five years, Kozman She'at'imi, as long as you are with me as my wife. So once again, the three points are number one. The mission on the bottom, Da'f Kuf HaMabay stated, Ba a minor who refuses her husband, a secondary Eravat in the Aylanese. Suba Ksuba, below Paris, belows are not entitled to a payment, nor to the benefit that comes through her in exchange for her peros, referring to the husband paying ransom for her, nor to support, nor to worn-out clothing. Rav said to Rav Kahana, You told us in the name of Shmuel, that the Rabban did not teach this ruling about worn-out clothes, except regarding Ksumarug. But in the case of Nechzeh Sombarzo, she is entitled to them. Rapapa asked regarding which of the three women do Rav Kahana state is ruling. After explaining why it cannot apply to either the Ma'enas or to the Ilanese, Rapapa said it applied to the Shnia and with regard to clothing that is not in existence at the time of the divorce. Since it was an illicit marriage, the Rabban find her by denying her that which she should have been able to claim from his property, referring to compensation for the Mulug property, and they find him by requiring him to pay for what he should have been able to keep from her property, referring to compensation for the on barzel clothing. Point of it to the Mishnah had stated, They are not entitled to Xuba payment. Masaim The Rabban taught this only with regard to the manu or the two hundred zuz that are the basic here for the ksuba, but the Tosefis Ksuba, these women are entitled to it. Rashi explains that the Tosef's Ksuba is Matanaba Alma Yahiv a voluntary gift that he gives her an anticipation of having intimate relations with her. Since it's a separate gift, the women are entitled to it even though they lose their ksuba. And pointing with you, the opening mission of the 12th parakel states, <speaking in Hebrew> If one marries a woman and she stipulates with him that he will feed her daughter from a previous marriage for five years, he's is to feed her for five years. If he divorces the woman after she marries another man and makes the same stipulation with him, the first husband is still chayev to feed the girl for five years. The first woman may not say, <speaking in Hebrew> When she comes to me, I'll feed her. Or she explains that he cannot say that he only agreed to feed her as long as he's married to her mother. The mission continues. Rather, he must bring the food to the place where her mother lives. And similarly, the two husbands may not say, Behold, we two will feed her as one, meaning that they'll divide the cost of the food between them. Rather, one will feed her and the other one gives her money equal to the food he owes her. They must both supply full support. After detailing what happens when the daughter marries, or when both stepfathers die, the mission concludes, Hapichim <speaking> Hayyukosim, the clever ones, would write the following, We marry on the condition that I feed your daughter for five years, Kosman Shatimi, as long as you are with me as my wife. Alright, so now we got our Simmerduff Kufaulf, and this sim was suggested to us by Kobe Melkin, who suggested that Kufaulf is a bird caller going kaw ka. A bird-caller going caw-caw. So here goes. The bird-caller who divorced his Shnia wife, refusing to compensate her for her worn out Nixon malug bird-calling outfit, didn't pay her ksuba, but did pay the Tosev Suba, and begrudgingly kept his commitment to feed her daughter for five years, when he'd rather be putting that money towards bird feed and a new whistle. Once again in slow motion. The bird-caller bird-caller, that must be more duff. Kufal, bird-caller going caw-caw. The bird caller divorces wife, refusing to compensate her for her worn-out Nixi Malug bird-calling outfit, which reminds us the of the Bandav Kruva on a base state of Hama Enes are not entitled to a payment nor to the benefit that comes to in exchange for her peros, referring to the husband paying ransom for her, nor to support, nor to worn-out clothing. Rafuna Barkia said to Rav Kahana, you told us in the name of Shmuel that the Rabbani did not teach this ruling about worn-out clothes except regarding Nixi Malug, but in the case of Nixi Sombarzo, she is entitled to them. Rapapa said this ruling applied to the Shnia wife and with regard to clothing that's not in existence at the time of the divorce. So the bird colour divorces divorce wife, refusing to compensate her for her worn-out Nixon Malug. Bird calling outfit, didn't pay her ksuba, but did pay the Tosefis Ksuba, which reminds us the Mishnah stated that and Suba, these women are not entitled to a Ksuba payment. Shmuel said that the Ramadan taught this only the regard to the man or the Masai that are the basic chiyuv of the Ksuba. But the Tosefis Ksuba these women are entitled to it. Rashi explains that the Tosef Ksuba is a Matana alma that he gives her Bia, a voluntary gift that he gives her in anticipation of having intimate relations with her. Since it's a separate gift, the women are entitled to it even though they lose their ksuba. So the bird-caller divorced his wife, refusing to compensate her for a worn-out nix bird-calling outfit, didn't pay her Xuba but did pay the Tosefus Xuba, and begrudgingly kept his commitment to feed her daughter for five years when he'd rather be putting that money towards bird feed. And a new whistle, which reminds us. The opening mission of the 12th parakel states, says paski mo yazun es bita chamishanim, chamishanim. If one marries a woman and she stipulates with him that he will feed her daughter from her previous marriage for five years, he is chayef to feed her for five years. If he divorces the woman and she marries another man and makes the same stipulation with him, the first husband is still chayef to feed the girl for five years. So once again, the bird caller who divorced his Schne wife refusing to compensate her for her worn out Niximalu bird calling outfit didn't pay her Ksuba but did pay the Tosefsuba and begrudgingly kept his commitment to feed her daughter for five years when he'd rather be putting that money towards bird feed and a new whistle. Are right, that concludes today's share. This is Rabbi Avram Golden wishing you a great day and great learning.